Hey, welcome to this episode of Diamonds Blaze. I will be starting out my new year having a discussion with my baby brother, Robert Anthony Burke. So I couldn't pick a better person to start my ear out with considering we had a very, very rough start in our lives. So sit back and enjoy the show. Remember, make sure you share Make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow. All right, bro, I got you on. So we all set up. Now we, we good to talk. What's up, everybody? Let's play it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, man. You're funny. So for for uh-huh. for my peeps, this is my baby brother, the youngest brother. This is Robert. He and I are twelve years apart. I'm the oldest. He's the youngest. Out of my mom's kids, he's the youngest of us three. We have another brother who's in the middle, and then he has an older brother who's six years younger than I am. So I'm pretty much the only sister that he's ever going to have, and I'm the oldest. Got much clout. But anyway, so Rob, my baby brother, tell me something that you remember the most as far as when I was in the house with you, whether it was good or bad. Used to be listening to Black Street in your room. Yeah. Coming in, hair gel. My hair gel? He was, I don't know, he was the first person to show me what hair grease was. I think I was, no, you gave me some lip gloss stuff. I don't know, it was like Carmax or something, but I was eating it. Just put it on my lips and said my lips was crusty. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it my lips. Because it had a flavor to it. Yeah, it was my strawberry chapstick. always doing something though like you for real were always doing something you just had no business doing like I can't huh nah it's cool I I know I know it drove you crazy to sit down I couldn't stand look I'm telling you between you and goofball I could not stand I really, y'all made me not want to have kids. I'm going to be very honest with y'all. Y'all really made me not want to have kids. It didn't just for me to turn around and have a baby after you turn eight. I was like, man. Hey, it was definitely 20. I remember. Hey, I was like, I remember you came to the house when you had your own crib down. Um, and what, it was yeah it was Arlington Heights it was up in the projects yeah like I remember yeah of course you were what <laughs> That's all you want. You want is ice. Right, what the fuck? 
No, okay, look. I remember. No, I was going to say, I remember I was about 18. You were six years old. It was about, I was about 18 or 19. And this is when we stayed in Indiana County. And we were in that, that little townhouse, you know, it was predominantly white neighborhood. We was in that townhouse and there was a creek behind the house. You remember that? Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. You and Rico could not stay out of that creek or this dirt or none of that. Just, just, you couldn't. But the thing that used to get me right was, like I said, you will always do something you had no business doing. Like, I told you, don't jump over in the creek. You jumped in the creek. I'm like, man, don't try to jump over it. You did it anyway. But... The thing that one of the most you had a bunch of man, I, I'm getting stuck on words because there's a bunch of funny memories with you just being a blockhead. So one time we were getting ready to go somewhere, and yeah, one time we were getting ready to go somewhere. You and Rico was in the car. I went back in the house. I think Mom was in the house, and. The car was parked, but then we come back out. The car was drifted in the middle of the, of the, of the um. I'm thinking about that too. That's crazy. Yeah, man, look here, cause <laughs> came back out. Rico's still sitting there looking stupid. I said, "Where?" I said, well, where, "Where's Anthony?" He was I'll like, "You got out. You got out the car and was just walking around. You had this look on your face, walking around like, man, I don't know what I'm about to do. I know I'm about That's to get beat up." It's over. Yep. It's like only you would put the shift the car in gear, drift back, then get scared and jump out the car. Like I'm saying, you used to do some, <laughs> used to do the dumbest stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, you gotta figure it out for real because when I was young, I don't know, I remember pulling that putting the car in neutral and it just started drifting back and we was on a little hill. Yeah. But that was, to me, that was the beginning of you basically just doing some nonsense. I'm like, he's going to be the one that's literally going to drive me crazier than normal. But yeah, man, y'all, YouTube, I'm telling you, y'all used to get on my nerves. I'm like, I love y'all, but y'all getting on my nerves. Like, for real. So how was it? Like for you, since you were you were born in '90, right? And I know that the way that I grew up was a lot different than the way you grew up, in a sense that times were not the same. Even though we, you know, were under the same, you know, we had the same mother. So yeah, I was in '78, baby, right? So, so it's it's kind of like. Our experiences are different. Man. So, what was your experience? What was your experience like before I before I actually left? You know, moved on and, and did everything that that I did with my life. What was it like for you 
growing up with me when I was there. We used to have fun. I mean, we used to talk and teach me little stuff. Like, as I said, like, you was the first person to put me on Black Street. I was trying to Think about it later, like, where did I hear you? Think about it. I came in the room. We was just in there. It was on your own thing. But over the years, like, I didn't, I didn't learn a lot from you. And I seen you taking care of business on your own. Having kids, I think a strong... Young woman from tour. I was, I don't know. I didn't think I was doing nothing wrong. I used to just be adventurous as hell. Adventurous is put the mildly. Listen, <laughs> when you don't like sitting still, that's why, that's why mom, mom said it to me, so it's crazy. She said, I know jail bothered you. You hated sitting down. Yeah, uh, they made me be able to sit down for days at a time, months, years. Mm-hmm. Can't do nothing but plan and think. But look at me saying, damn, like you, you, you mentally came a long way. I didn't just plan a long time for everything that I want to do. Mm-hmm. When I tell y'all, like, I wasted 4,000 days. Literally. And the fact Go that on. you the fact that you were counting the days is crazy. Yeah, you don't count them while you're doing it. Well, I did a couple times, but when you count up to 60, you ain't even gonna remember. But then once you add up the exact times and years in your mind, it really like, oh. Mm-hmm. I did five straight come back and do so like now i already know you know what what kind of got you into a lot of bad situations you know and that's that's not nothing that i would put out there that's something i think that you know if you wanted to share that you could share that as far as what made like what was the driving like what was the driving like, what was the driving force of you making some of the bad decisions that you did in some in, in the early age that you started? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I got my 
dog in my hand that she was chewing on herself. Bear with me. I don't care about. I don't care about the dog. Stay focused, man. Focus. Get back to what you were saying about materialism and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I was materialistic. Like I, I couldn't I couldn't handle how I used to go to school wearing fat form and I'm seeing people in school with Nike on. I was like, alright, I got these pair of forces. My mom bought me some stuff. She just wasn't able to buy as much as everybody else. So it started clicking on me like either you go on. Basically, you started doing that stuff because you wanted to have like okay. Now see how now I'm gonna tell you the difference between like how you just said mom had you know you and Rico y'all y'all was getting stuff you know what I'm saying like going shopping and everything okay. Yeah. And this. Yeah. That all. Yeah. After a while, that all stopped. Now. That was y'all's experience. And this is this is where me and Rico clashed because he was trying to say um, one thing to me, not knowing how I had a different experience with her opposed to y'all when y'all were the same, you know what I'm saying, when y'all were the certain ages. So like for me, I didn't we didn't go shopping every Friday. She didn't she didn't you know what I'm saying it's like she didn't work a lot like after I could say she was working probably when I was when I was younger you know what I'm saying um so I was with grandma and auntie a lot probably up until I was maybe yeah, like hey, that's why, like the times that you were here, I remember like that man like I was like like it's crazy Yeah. I, 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 I was so happy. I was like, oh shit, I got another sibling that's this crazy fool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so. Like, he used to try to just pick on me because he was bigger. Like, literally, like, just come in the room, turn off my PlayStation. And... Yeah. In the middle. I was playing Grand. You know, this is back in the day on the first PlayStation. I had the first Grand Guitar. That's why when Mike said that, I said, yeah, I played every one. Okay, <laughs> now see that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when y'all were kids, you know what I'm saying? Y'all had the stuff that she couldn't or didn't get when I was a kid. So, like, y'all so y'all, y'all didn't know what it was like to be in the projects. You know what I'm saying? Y'all didn't know what it was like to constant. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I can't, we couldn't go shopping because... Or whatever reason she wasn't working she was on welfare she was collecting food stamps she was getting you know what i'm saying that 
she was probably in her younger years too. She, well, you, you got to think about it because she, yeah, she had me, she had me, she had me when she was 20. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, here, here come that, that, that cycle. Like grandma had, grandma had mom when she was 18. Mom had me when she was 20. I had Tay when I was 20. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's a lot of similarities there. But the thing, the thing about the thing of the polar opposite of, of how we grew up, like I was saying, was... Um, during the during the crucial times when I really needed her, she wasn't there. So, like the first six seven years, even though I may have been in the house with her, it was always we go stay somewhere, then we back in the house with grandma. We, you know, she finds somewhere else to go, then we back in the house with grandma. Or I'm in the house with grandma, she's she's doing whatever. Um, you know, there were times when we had to stay at the Salvation Army, or I was staying with my aunt Shakita or um whatever but a lot of a I'm lot of just next to us on Brighton, but yeah you wasn't, around, you wasn't coming around there. right like, right yeah and i yeah and that's that's when that's when we really started to clash a lot more um so for me i didn't i didn't get a chance to like like i was you know saying wait me and her didn't go shopping it was let me let me go ahead and wait for our cousin Cherie to give me some clothes and some shoes. You know what I'm saying? So, Can I interject? Go ahead. Um, honestly, you're you're correct. I believe that a thousand percent. And the reason why I say that is because throughout my years of being out here in the world trying to figure it out since me and who were around at twelve. Mm-hmm. Like. I seen a lot of women had children at the early age. I'm talking about, I know a woman now, she's 17 when her child's two. You hear me? He's like, he's a little boy. Like, it's yeah. my ex's little sister. Like, just got out of placement and everything. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, I mean, but that, that was, that was normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. had, like having <laughs> kids early was normal, but that really, it, but that that really goes all the way back to like like hundreds and hundreds of years, and here here's a little bit of history on that. A lot of a lot of girls, if they didn't get married by the time they were like between eighteen and twenty, or already had a kid by then, this was a long time ago. They were con- they were already considered being old maids, like anything after twenty one. So a lot of a lot of the older men would go after yeah. the teenage girls yeah. that had the kids and everything. A lot, uh, at one point... in today's society, because, listen, when I was growing up, when I was going to high school, Perry Oliver, I seen it, let's see, uh, Academy, all oh, of them. Yeah. yeah, that, that all was... All the older guys that was getting money was picking up the younger girls yeah. and taking them. Yeah, and not taking that average, average Joe's that just walking through school that is doing their hair, keeping up, doing their grade. No, they taking the ones that's trying to look like they're grown. Yeah, and that was and that was even going on when when I was when I was in high, when I went to Oliver before you and Rico even but, went. But even that type of generational curse, you hear me? It's, it's just crazy because. That's not that's not really that's not really a generational curse. That's more of a like a societal issue. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're, you're, you're right. It, it is more uh, demographic based, but it's like it's crazy because like how you said down south and all that. Like grandma got married at the year sixteen. She said right, or she was with granddad since he was sixteen. So grandma, no. grandma ended up getting with 
um, with our grandfather, she was about 16. He was already 36. He had, yeah, he already had uncle. He didn't already had uncle James. He didn't already had, uh, aunt Callie, um, and our uncle Buck at the time. Like he, he already had kids. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so he, he, yeah. So he, he already, you know what I'm saying? So grand grandpa already had kids at this time. He had kids the same age as grandma. So imagine that. And as she, yeah, and that was grandma. Grandma was born. I don't know what year grandma was born. Nineteen. She was born. She was born in. She was born in nineteen forty. God, God willing, she'll be eighty two this month. She'll be eighty two. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Next month. No, it is this month. On the thirteenth. Twenty first. Where are you at? (laughs) Twenty first. I don't. I love birthday February thirteenth. I hate remembering all this shit. That's okay. Man, whatever. Man, whatever. Anyway. Melvin got eight. I, I, you know, the fact, the fact that little Melvin got eight kids is crazy. But I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe he told me that. I was like, you bullshit. That don't quite feel like it. Nah, but you know, but you know something. But that was the other reason why. Grandma really didn't want me to get married to Aaron. She was just like, nah, he he's too old. Like, forget anything else. It was just like, nah, he's too old for you. I done already been there. So that that was that was her thing with him. But it, you know, even though he and I are, you know, even though we're not together, there's still there's still a lot of good things that happen in our relationship besides me having my woman Caleb. There's still a lot of good things that, that did happen to take place. So I'm not I'm not ever gonna regret that. But what are you talking about? Hold on. What, who, 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 you said you ain't gonna regret Michael McCaleb. What, what do you mean? See, you just missed what I said. I said besides Michael McCaleb, there was other good things about he and I being married that I will not regret. Yeah, I, I can tell you lost train of thought. No, I was saying that grandma had an issue with me getting married to him because of our age. Yeah, because I know. No, it was because of our age difference. So she was just basically like. I didn't really like that. You hear me? See, I'm, uh, but see, I know that. And I hear now. Here's the crazy part. I know that there was. I know that there's like a group. Of the fam that that didn't that didn't really give a damn about it, but but if you see it like all right, the fact that no, I'll use him as an example. There was a group of people that knew Lou was on drugs, regardless of the ones that did. Yeah, and everyone had their own perspective. Like me and the Navy didn't fall it out because. But you know what? You two were like freaking frack, Batman and Robin. Uh, just y'all two. It was like 
to see y'all grow up together that was that was it that was that was a beautiful man it was it was a beautiful it was a beautiful thing because the fact that he was the only child and you basically became that surrogate brother you know what i mean so when you when you told me so when you told me so this okay so when you told me how he that like really what was going on because i didn't know and i'm like that took me off guard i had no idea so that that's like okay that that's going to bring up that's, I, I wasn't shocked, but I wasn't because mom don't tell me shit because she thinks I'm gonna flip out and do some stupid shit. I said, Mom, at the end of the day, I'm a man that has responsibilities and I can't just let anything happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you catch me out there to where I'm asking for help and then you, then, then no one's there to help me or guide me or any type of way like that, then you see me a few months later uh, looking real nice, driving black cars and doing shit that I ain't supposed to do. You can pretty much respect. Okay. But it's up to ourselves. Like, I think, like, I was talking to cousin Lulu, like, man, that ain't your fault. Like, I'm like, man, I'm loving this, man. Brother, like, I mean, he's my best friend. Yeah. But. Okay, so let me, so let me, let me, let me stop right there. Let me ask you another, let me, let me go back. We're going to go back a little bit. Because me and you had this habit of jumping off, you know, and different stuff. All right. So, kind of like to pick up where we left off on. Um, how how did you end up making the bad decisions that you made? Now, what what was your relationship like? Because I already know how mine was. What was your relationship like with mom? I hated being at home with mom. At first, me and mom was best friends until I turned like eight years old. The crazy thing is, that's when you and Tay came home. You was pregnant with Tay. Yeah. 
So a lot of that is basically, like I said, what was expected or, you know, the thing, not really expected, but what was taught. And I think a lot of it was the whole missing of what values to actually instill in. And then when you have too many, when you have too many people that's trying to tell you how to raise your kids, and then when you got these schools and everything else that are telling you what you can and can't do with your kids, that also causes a problem. So it's 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 a it's a magnitude of a lot of things because in one breath you gotta you gotta think how am I gonna raise these kids to be productive part of our society and then follow the so-called guidelines to make sure you're not abusing the kids and being able to differentiate what abuse is opposed to punishment. So and that's and, and a lot of times um yeah, and a lot of times, you know, and I, I think this is the other thing too with family. You know that you have a relative who's abusing or mistreating your the, the her his or her kids, and you got people that see that, but they don't do nothing. Like, oh well, you know, I can't take the kids away from their mom or their dad. But you see and you hear the abuse, and you're not doing anything because. You know, but what it made me think of, I'll just tell you that. What it made me think of was I had a conversation with a guy tell he asked me. He said, Now you feel like you was a decent hustler individual, whatever, you your crafts, whatever you might have been to get money for crap yourself. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, uh he said, you might consider yourself a well-rounded individual in different areas. You might not have fight, you might not have pick up a gun, you might know how to talk your way out of situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, we, wait a minute. We was talking about abuse. Right. And I was about to talk to you about how mom's perspective comes into play. Right. Like, he was telling me, like, can you imagine how much greater you would have been if you never did no drugs? Mm-hmm. 
Now, now you know some. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you one thing that that she said that um that I'm not that that I can't is for some for the life of me. I tried to understand it when I was younger, and it was how she put it. You, me, and 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 Reek, we were all born under these circumstances. Uh, under these circumstances, one of us was conceived through infatuation. The other one was conceived through love and the other one was conceived through lust. So basically how, and this is how I interpreted later on, like how she treated us was based on her mode of conception. Yeah. And still, um, it's kind of like, Okay, I'll, I'll just put it to you this way. I know that there, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, discontent between, like, between you and her, and me and her, and, and Rico and her. Like the the you can count and and I know a lot of people if they start listening like nah you shouldn't be putting your mom on blast like that. But okay. We, we all going to keep it real. And then everybody will have their, you know, people had their chance to say their piece and whatever like that. But, you know, your experience with, yeah, but it's like your experience with somebody, you you can't, you can't shut that off or say that's not true or that's not what it is when it, when it is what it was. Like for me, I'm the lightest person in the family. So I look, so who, so who do I, ba- so who do I remind her of them? Right. I remind her of my dad or my aunts or whatever. And she couldn't stand that. You look so much like your dad and have his mannerisms as far as like how like how you walk, how you talk, and a whole nine. She can't stand that. She got constant reminders of her exes when she look at me and when she look at you. So being, and the other thing is being that you and I are outspoken and have no problem calling her out or anybody out when they wrong, that's a problem for her. Mm-hmm. Whereas... You can't live a lie when people are going to call you on your bullshit. Yeah, right. yeah. So, like, okay. for Now, for you, the first time you went to jail, you were 18, right? Yeah. You barely like made it into you barely made it out of your teens and you went right to jail like i know i was heartbroken because i wasn't even i wasn't even living at home and i was i was down in georgia when i found out you know what i'm saying you you were in jail and i know that by the time all of that got to me and i was pregnant because i was pregnant with michaela I'm listening. I'm sorry. It's all right. You and your dogs. Like, I was pregnant with Michaela living in Georgia, and they tell me, oh, yeah, your brother's in jail. For what? I'm like, come on, man. What, what's going on? And then that's when that whole, that whole lie that came up about you robbing old people. I said, that's when that lie popped up. You went to jail robbing old people. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Listen, new came up and said that shit to me when I came home. 
But when I seen him one day in jail or something like that before I got out the first time, I think he was down west of for like two weeks. Like, yeah, you want to see me jail robbing an old lady? I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. My mom said that. <laughs> like, yeah. So now, what was it considering everything that you had gone through? Because, you know, like I said, you went through a lot. Well, we all went through a lot. But what was that like for you to be put in jail over something that, that your mom set you up on? Oh, uh, I was, I think I went crazy before I ever made it to jail. I was having sad conversations in my. In my, I was talking to myself, and it was put me in cuffs. Like she set me up, yeah, set me up. Yes, like I was literally saying it, because I replayed what happened in my mind, and it was like she looked out the blinds, unlocked the door, opened it, stepped to the side. They didn't say Pittsburgh police. We got more. She had already told them I was coming because it was four When you said you was on the run, what were you on the run for? I mean, I didn't know it because I had never been in jail, but the detectives were looking for me for robberies. It was like multiple incidents. <laughs> they was like reporting how they said one 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 incident I fled off of that silver viewed. But they don't know the full story. Stop. Um, the other one, they said I fled off on foot. Because it happened inside of a apartment. Like, it was two different people. They was both in the, in the streets, selling drugs, doing drugs. You hear me? Like, one motherfucker kept calling me. I told him I ain't had nothing ten times. He just kept calling me. I said, all right, give it to me. Come on. He called the cop. All right, so he called the cops. So you were based, so he called. So now, as far as, like, mom, right, basically diming you out. How did you feel about that? Like I said, I went crazy before I ever made it really so. Mm-hmm. I was at robbery headquarters on the north side, down Manchester. And... I'm just sitting there. I'm cupped to the table or the floor or whatever. Sitting in this little great chair, this cold room, little square white room. And it was like, yeah, I got a question for you. Uh, no. I'm like, man, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Straight up. And 
asked me again a couple hours later. Then they started saying some other shit. And I don't know, they came in again hours later. It was like, uh, something, something, this, this great beauty. It was a part, it was, it was a, uh, Pontiac, you know, GM, you know, I don't know what the fuck. It was some silver little car, it was my man's car, though. Mm-hmm. And his mom and him got it for him. Like, he just was picking me up. <laughs> like, he didn't know nothing. So. Okay. Now, long story short. doing all this shit, though. And when they told me, like, they, they uh, yeah, we got this silver dude, you know, we're watching the dude's up. I'm like, man, listen, ain't nobody have nothing to do with it. It was all me. I mean, it could been a dollar with you. Um, I told him, this dude kept calling me, I robbed him, gone. But now ain't nobody else have nothing to do with it. Because I knew that they was pursuing a guy that I knew. Me trying to do the right thing, stupid. I told him, like, nah, ain't nobody else having nothing to do with it. So you was yeah. basically doing that whole no sti- no no snitching. Right. And no. I, I regretted doing that. So as I grew up and other cases later, it was like, that'll never happen. They'll never get nothing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But it is a, it is a interpretation that I took on, like, like, as I was growing up, I seen Cousin Boobie and Mike and all of them. Like, they was doing their thing. They had, like, one brother only drew Lincoln, one brother only drew Cannon. Like, they both had careers together. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, was, I was going off of that. And I was wondering why I was so broke. <laughs> like, but we were. <laughs> and it was like, something mom ain't going right. But mm-hmm. like, a little job or not. And well the thing the thing that you gotta that i want you to understand too me like with with booby and mike right their mindset for their hustle came a lot different because they struggled a lot more they struggled a hell of a lot more and the fact that you got to think of how their parents were then now, see, I I witnessed when I tell you the way that that's why I said the way that you and I grew up completely different. Like we, when when I say we struggled, damn it, we struggled. We were kids of the '80s, so we were kids that were raised by adults or were watching the adults. You know what I'm saying? Like like mom and and, and the older cousins. Like we were watching them party every weekend almost or drinking damn near every day whether some of them was smoking weed some of them was smoking crack you know i mean it was just like that was the norm and and we basically all had to if we weren't raising if we weren't raising ourselves we had to be there for each other to help each other but we were doing that as kids like 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 as kid kids like eight years old so the way that we came up was different and that and and why why I can say that I was exposed to so much. You have yeah, no man. like 
Like we, like I was exposed to 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 way more than than I should have. And to actually say what it was, half of what I was exposed to, or even Booby Mike was exposed to, if all of that was going on now, we we would we would be in the system as foster kids or whatever. Like we we wouldn't. We wouldn't be. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Then, like we didn't. We didn't know. We thought that was normal. That was the thing. You know, whether. Right. They thought it was normal, but then that also lies in the fact that how they were, how they were raised. Like it, it, everything changes generation to generation. Happens on the person that's getting raised, and half of it's on. What he does later, or she does later, to learn and yeah. further their education, so they won't be deceived or mistreated out in the world. Right, but you know, if you don't, if you don't take yourself out of the environments that you're in that are hurting you and your kids, all you're all you're doing is you're you're creating and producing products of the environment, and that's why when you get a certain age, you make the choice. To either continue to be a product of the environment and be that and stay there, or you decide to do something different. Sometimes it takes people a longer time to recognize that you don't have to stay where you are in order to elevate and be better. So that's like for me, when, because um, I know, I think it was your friend Mark was like, dang, every time I turn around, Shay's pregnant again, which that wasn't the case, but it might have seemed like it. Uh, you know what I'm saying but um you know because I space now if you think about it I space my kids out like with the exception of Michael Michaela because they're two years apart but I had Tay at 20 I had Aria at 25 then I had Michael at 29 so it wasn't like it was every year I was pregnant but you know um the thing with me I said I didn't I didn't want to be the mother that we had because I didn't like the way she made me feel. And I didn't like how she treated you and Rico. Really more you than Rico. Because I don't care, I don't care what anybody say in the fam. If they listening to this, they just they just have to listen. There's favoritism there when it came down to Rico. Like that was her love child. Cause that's what I said earlier. When she basically Yeah, that's like how she categorized each of us that's her love child so that's the one she poured all of her love and attention to especially since he don't talk back to her and he don't challenge her and he don't call her out when she do some wrong so for me even though you know she did me dirty to this date like she said she apologized she may have apologized but the reason why i i had accepted the apology one time i'm not gonna keep accepting it is because she continues to not be accountable for a lot of the dysfunction that we have. Cause for me, the nail in a coffin is when she when she told people that me and my baby died when I gave birth. I'm like, you bas you basically killed I'm like, you done killed me and my baby off. How am I supposed to come back from that? You done called the police on me when I lived when I lived in um uh, out in the South Hills. You called the police on me, made a false police report saying that the dude I was dating Jerome was beating up me and Tay and that was not true all because you didn't like him and I allowed him to drive my car and you didn't like him then you threatened 
the other dude I was dating, Phil, threatened him, pulled his damn... This is when we lived on Climax Street, right after Tay was born, before I moved out. Um... He was just sit. We was just sitting there chilling. She walks up, stands behind him, pulls it. He had his hair braided back. He she pulls his ponytail back, and then she was like, "Yeah, you know, I could cut you from this part of your neck to this part of your neck." And I'm like, "What the hell?" And after that, me and him never saw each other anymore. After that, he was like, "No, nah, that wasn't cool what your mom did." Now I, I agree, but it would be like stuff like that, you know, that. The way she, the way that she just felt like she had to push herself in in the middle of my life was just messed up. Yeah, like that ain't ain't nothing. Like, even if, like, she might have been a young person and had a child at 21, 20, whatever, and you're still not supposed to allow the fact that there are my, uh, I do, I do my No, not not when not when they're allowing their pain and hurt um, to affect them constantly. No, no, not at all. And gonna be times where like we go through our our rough patches or spots of life where we 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 just don't really know what to do. Everything just feels wrong. We feel overwhelmed. A lot of times I see myself doing that because. I didn't know how to allow uh, or let things go to. Like, I would compile my problems in my face and wonder why I couldn't see. And uh, but a lot of that, you know, it's like you said, you have voices in your head. A lot of that is because you really didn't have a positive male uh, role model. The only one that I could say that you probably could have had would have been Nuble. Cousin Nuble. Cousin Nuble. But when you but it's kind of like the thing about the the young black boys and the young black men that scares me is the fact that the streets can call y'all and suck y'all in so fast because y'all most of y'all are lost and you're looking for something and you don't even know what it is because you're not getting it at home right and that's what happened after i stopped being materialistic right Yeah, and you, you know, and that's looking at, looking at the street life, because now there, like, there was another friend of mine that I had, um, his name is Jose, there's a friend of mine I have named Jose, he, um, like, he's, he, he spent 18 years in, in prison, because he was a, he was like a heavy drug dealer, and, you know, he told me everything, he was like, he got into the game when he was a teenager, um, had the cars, you know, the money, the girls, you know, he was like me and him were the same age, but he was always with older girls or older women at the time because that that's the life that he lived. But 
I asked him, and as smart as he as smart as he is, because he graduated high school two years early. So as smart as he is, he made foolish decisions. And it was, you know, he said the money and, and the life is what pulled him in. He was like, granted, I have like now he got six he got six degrees. He got six different degrees. And you know, it's like Right. where it comes down to you have to place yourself with the right people you have to place yourself take yourself out of the bad environment and not think that you can't do it because you never had the exposure if you really want to do something you can do anything you set your mind to you just have to remove all the people or the places or your surroundings that are holding you back especially if you know you have the tendency of falling back into that same bad behavior so you have to want to make the changes within yourself just to see things better that and that that's not just with materialistic things or employment that's what life in general especially in relationships whether it's um you know girlfriend boyfriend husband wife uh you know parent child sibling relationships if you want to make certain positive steps to move forward then you gotta sometimes you gotta move yourself out the way and put yourself you gotta move yourself out of the way of the bad parts and put yourself into the good so you can move forward but you can't do that when you when, when you hold on to grudges or hold on to the past and that's one thing that now i i haven't been that person out that like to hold grudges i don't forget nothing that's the thing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna forget the, elephants don't forget nothing. Yeah, I ain't no damn elephant. But I ain't gonna forget the pain that I went through or have gone through or even put myself in. I'm not gonna forget none of that because those were all life lessons that I needed in order for me to keep moving. Because one thing that I had I had to learn about myself is yeah, I, I made the moves that I needed to make at the time that I needed to make them for myself. And you know, and for my kids when they eventually came along. Now I did a lot of dumb shit too. I did made a lot of dumb decisions, but that's all a part of life. I learned from them. But I could say that one of the things that I wish I had done differently was how to have how to have a better relationship with you. Not you know what I'm saying like because. My whole thing, I had to get the hell away from mom's house. Like, I, I had to get away from her because it wasn't like that, oh, here's that mother-daughter issue that a lot of people like to say. It was, if I didn't get away from her, I don't know where I would be right now. And 
I know that because of how the shortcomings were with her, and she said to me a lot of times, I didn't know how to be a mother. For me, I didn't know how to be a mother when I had Tay, but it was like a, a, a thing where I'm like, I learn, you learn as you go. But you also, but you also know. That's what I was talking about the younger woman for because. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's not it's not even it's not even an age. To be honest, to be honest, it's not really just an age thing because our frontal lobes, which you, you got to look into that, our frontal lobes, men and men and women, don't close up until you're 25. So you don't really gain a bunch of conscious consciousness or common sense to a well after you're damn near 30 or you're in your 30s. That's why when you're young, you make dumb decisions, you do stupid shit. And when you're older, you look back like, dang, this wasn't the way to do it. So you're gaining wisdom the older that you get so then you can tell the younger people, you know, whether they're your kids, your grandkids, what have you. So then you, you take those lessons and you pass that wisdom on. That's That's why that comes into play. But... I had to do something different and try to break my own generational curse so I wouldn't do the same thing to my kids that was done to me. And that even that even goes with my dad. I love my dad to death. But me and him, we had a whole conversation. You know, we got a lot of things cleared out. I understood why he wasn't there. You know, I didn't like it. But when he told me why, then it was like, okay, I understood. So... He initially told my mom because he got her pregnant when she was 19. Like she had me a month after her 20th birthday. So how, you know, he told me, he said, I told your mother I didn't want any kids, but she had you, you here. And the fact of the matter is she tried to force a relationship. Hence the trap. So I'm like, oh, so I was a trap baby gone wrong. Basically. Okay. Either you're coping from the type of chemicals 
to the side. Either you need to cook them with some type of chemical substance or you cook them with some form of rage or, 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 or meditation or something. But it's like... See, I'm that, that's why I don't have my dog. The dog is right. My dog is right where she's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it's it's the point where it's like, man, like, all right, you're dead or almost saying something for failure. If you don't eradicate the core beliefs that trigger you, like mm-hmm. how we talk about trigger, like you have to be able to. gotta it's yeah adversity it all it all you know it, it's it's all life lessons you have to take life lessons yeah take the good bad take them all So basically, you, you basically learn what to do when you make mistakes. Yeah. So. Right. So now, being that, what's your what's your what's your take on relationships in general? Being that, and I'm asking you that because my perception of relationships uh, was deeply, deeply, I would say, affected by what I used to see or what I didn't see. So for me, um, so wait, hold on. So like for me, a lot of relationships, I didn't really see a lot of good ones. If I did see a good one, it was like, okay, what's the story behind this? Because ain't nobody yelling at each other. And you know what I'm saying? Nobody's getting hit on. There's no, um, you know, there, there's no drugs, no alcohol. So what's, what's the, or if it was just like a, a basic decent relationship, it would, it would all, almost be baffling. I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I don't understand. Like, where's the fight? Like, where's the fight and where's the crying? You know what I'm saying? Or. Listen, as you were describing that, honestly, was sitting there and feeling like, damn, that's what the fuck's wrong with me. Like, I haven't argued 
we haven't yelled at each other, called each other a bitch or nothing like that unless it was a playful manner. I did tell her the other night, I said, go see two drunk ass down. And then I had a birthday this bacon. She gonna throw one of the only two good pieces to this dog. I said, I'm gonna give him these burnt ones. <laughs> you stupid. Anyways, like, I mean. So, what, like, so what's, your, what's your take on relationships? It's fucked up. It's horrible because they're they're always happy and I'm always on edge until ready to give it all up. Because in my mind, there's a problem when I can't even see one. I'm looking for a problem in there so why do you think that why do you think that happens? Like why why do you think or why are you looking for a problem when there's not a problem? I've I've, I've given up on people almost. So why? Um, so before I last got out of jail, don't give up on people. After she she apologized to me for getting out of me for my back and forth one day. She told me she had to get me a little room for rent. <laughs> So basically, basically your relationships have been messed up because of the um, deception that you had as far as mom. You know what I'm saying? Like not being so truthful. Like, mom will do this to me, we won't. Okay, I got you. I got like, you. That's where that's where it ties in because it's like the person that brought you in this world. That's why I told you earlier that I hated not being there with you when you needed me. You see what I'm saying? Because I yeah, I had. I mean, granted, I had my own life to live at that point. I mean, at that point, you know. Let me see. When you was living on Charles Street, how old? I think if I would have had more time to have some type of positive influence on you, yeah, I do. Yeah, I to some extent, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you probably know how to treat a woman, but mm-hmm. you, was, you was calling yourself a bitch just at that time. <laughs> exactly. I read, yeah, 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 yeah. You and Rico. I mean, hey, it, it was, look, man, it is, it was what it was. That's why I was saying I could have. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of that part, I still could have, you know, I still could have basically been, I could have been. Yeah. 
right right that's what that's what i was getting ready to say i could have still gave you the blueprint on how to treat a woman you know what i'm saying because at that point i knew i knew how i wanted to be treated and i knew how i wanted to be loved but it was it was hard for me now it was hard for me to actually accept when somebody told me they were into me because of three things the first thing was my father not giving me the blueprint or the foundation of what I needed to see or look for in a man, okay? Because my father was out running the street and having all these women and, and different kids and everything like that. So I didn't have that. Yeah, so I didn't have that example from him. That's, that's mess up number one. Mess up number two was mom never took the time to show me how to be a woman because she had her own fuck ups, you know what I'm saying? Or, and her own shortcomings. So I didn't really get anything from her. So I'm seeing a bunch of negative stuff from her, from our, you know, from like our aunts and, and so on and so forth. Even though a lot of them had a lot of good in them, I still seen more of the bad than I seen the good. Then the third thing for me was, I didn't have the only guy that I really loved in my life no more. So I didn't really care, and I hate to say this, but I really didn't care about a lot of the relationships that I had gotten because they weren't him. You, you see what I'm saying? So so for me, I had, I had three things that I was struggling with personally. But at the same time, I also saw where a lot of a lot of women was falling short as you know what I'm saying like as far as the relationships they were allowing themselves to be in like one I'm like I'm not going to be in an abusive relationship that that's number one number two I'm not about to have a man walk all over me not going to do that and because of who I really genuinely am on the inside I hated for people to see me be vulnerable or I didn't want that because if I'm vulnerable, that means I'm completely open. If I'm completely open, I'm, you see my heart is on my sleeve. And I, I don't, I don't have, yeah. And for me, I didn't have time for that. I do stupid shit. Like, I, I will, listen, I, I'm going to be a thousand. I don't care who you playing this for a year later. When I was in my prime, I was like, I don't said i wish i was there for you a lot more you know but i know that um the only thing that i that i could pretty much stress now is now that i have my own son it's like i have to tell him and teach him how to treat a woman because 
I have to make sure he understands. You have to you have to recognize each woman is not each woman is different. So how you treat one, you can't treat the next one. Or how you love one, you can't you can't give the same love to one as you would with the other one. But the thing that I have found to be true is that if you look at the relationship that a guy have with his mom, mm-hmm. that will basically tell you exactly that and the fact that how he's going to love his woman so that that's like that's like 75 percent true if he got if he shows his his mother his sisters aunts grandmothers whatever if he shows the woman in his family the utmost amount of love respect and care he'll normally do that for his lady and that's and that's the same that's the same with a woman if we if we have that love and care and respect for our fathers and we have a good relationship with our fathers, we tend to want a man that's similar to our fathers. This is where me and my mess up happened. 15 how old is Michael? He'll be 14. 15 years ago. So I wasn't even aware that I was going to marry somebody that was like my father. I didn't see any of those signs until six, seven years ago. And not, no, 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 not even six. It was four years ago. I didn't see those signs until four years ago. Like, right, it was like right before I turned, right before, I, it was like literally two weeks before I turned 40. Then it was like, yo, dude. I'm not liking this no more. There's just too much. There's too much of my dad. Cause I mean, like I said, I love my father to death, but there's a lot of things that he has done or will continue to do that I've always had a problem with, but I didn't see that with Aaron because I saw something different in him that a lot of people didn't see. But when things, but when my eyes started opening up and the lights was coming on in my head and everything, then it was like, oh, yeah, this ain't gonna work, Shay. This ain't gonna work. So, shit, I, I used to tell Rico like, man, he's a soldier. You know that goofy nigga used to tell me. Yeah. He said his exact words. Say, I God shut down now. I'm fake. He said. Well, I tell you one one thing. I had I had a talk with his ex-wife a while back. She and you know she was just like she was like oh he he's not the person that he portrays to be. I'm like of course not. I said you know you can only hide behind a facade and a in a mask for so long. You can only hide. Only the people the people that know you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people eventually they're going to show you who they really are. And the ones and the people that find out who an individual really is, 
is the people that you sleep with for a long period of time because at that point at, at that at that point you you're 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 connecting your souls you know, so I said, be careful who you fling down next to. You gotta know the beast laying next to you. Yeah. Because regardless, man or woman, motherfucker, mm-hmm. Sometimes your big, you know what? Not sometimes your biggest enemy is laying next to you at night. On everything. You know, or your biggest haters laying next to you at night, and that's that's yeah. that's a part of reality. A lot of people don't even want to accept, and. No, they, they ignore it. They ignore it for yeah. the Yeah, they do. But you know, I can I can honestly say that if God, you know, allow me to see these next two months come in where I where I hit my forty fourth birthday. Um, shut up, man. But, um, you know, I mean, because tomorrow's not promised to anybody. So I'll, I always say that if God allows me, you know, to get on to the next phase of my life, that that's a blessing. But I can honestly say that I know that I'm about to keep moving forward in a good way. I'm, I'm going to keep going up in a good way. And I can see that happening with you, too. You just got to remember, like I've been telling you, you know, since since we started talking again and everything like that. You have to remember that you can only elevate yourself and be better once you put yourself in that mindset that you deserve better and that you can be better. Because you know your worth as a person. Right, know your worth as a person. It's coming soon, y'all. Um, Life Behind the Man, Robert Burke, you know, it's going to be classic. You got much reasons and New York Times teller already. New York Times teller or New York Times bestseller? Stop smoking so much. I said, make sure you elevate yourself and keep it moving. Right. Knowledge. And, yeah. And, and be. One is, is actually no, and I wasn't really saying, but knowledge is a key factor in growing and maturing as a person. Shit. You and them got darn dogs. Look here. I'm about to. I'm gonna I'm click off of this now because because we we done we done got to that point, but. If anything, but if anything, I do want you to know is this. I don't care what our problems were before. I don't, none of that, none of that matters because we got a second chance to, to do some right things, you know? And if anything, especially with COVID, you definitely cannot take life for granted because Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. And yeah. And um throughout everything, even though even though you were like the biggest knucklehead that I've known, I still have always loved you. Always will, that ain't ever gonna change. Most most death. Knucklehead baby brother. Like listen, like 